0: Welcome to Going Ultra Season 2. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the 2019 Ultraman series. Uh, I, I'm recording this before I try to even get any screen grabs, so uh, I am going to be hosting this on YouTube and I'll make an audio-only version available as well. Um, and the RSS link and the, uh, the link to the blog post will be in the YouTube description, so if you just want If you're not going to get any visuals and you don't want to bother with uh, being on YouTube and, you know, wasting bandwidth or whatever, I'll have a tiny little, um, you know, audio file for you to listen to just for the review. And there's 12 or, excuse me, there's 13 episodes of uh, the Netflix Ultraman or Ultraman 2019. I think that's what I'll call it, Ultraman 2019. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to try to do them one every day, like one every day because they're half hour and thank goodness they are dubbed. I am a, uh, I'm a, I don't know. I like dubs. So anyway, anyway, I'm getting over the uh, minute and a half mark and I don't want to leave you too long without talking about Ultraman, but I, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a preview of what exactly I'm going to be doing uh, and, and what the situation is. So um, yes, uh, everything will be good. Everything will be smooth. Uh, hopefully uh, I will have all this done within like two weeks because I'll watch about one a day and release about an episode a day so you can get quick, quick Ultraman uh, 2019 coverage here with me. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get into the review of the episode. I just finished watching it, so these are my raw thoughts and impressions, and I'll go ahead now. So, first of all, um, because I am that kind of, uh, I don't know, lame weeb, I really love the fact that it is dubbed and not in uh, Japanese and subtitles, and I like that for two reasons. One is that I'm not a fast reader, so the dub itself um, allows me to uh, process it more easily, Number two is that uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the argument that this is going to make Ultraman and anime and Tokusatsu more accessible to the Western audience, and I think that's a good thing. And I'm not actually talking about the show, so let me pause on that, talk about the show, and then I can talk about these things afterwards, because I'm here for review and analysis and, you know, maybe projection or whatever. So, once again, into the episode itself. The episode has a very, or the show, Ultraman, uh, has a very grounded realistic vibe to it it feels like a science fiction story and not like tokusatsu it doesn't feel like power rangers or uh super sentai or kamen rider at all to me uh did i get the same vibe from sss s.gridman i don't know but um no that definitely felt way more anime but the presentation of the characters uh is very realistic um very subdued in mannerism in in speech and everything like I loved the presentation of it because it felt like more serious and more grounded. And I think it's a good thing uh, because it had a, it set a different tone for me. It didn't feel like I was waiting for this action thriller thing to start. It felt like I was watching a story. It was a story about a man who had been involved with this amazing otherworldly incident. And he was left forever changed by it. And the tension of seeing Shinjiro fall off uh, and survive that was great. It was beautiful. Um, I think the, uh, so it's Hayata, it's Shin Hayata and Shinjiro. Uh, I do not remember the name of the other man who was part of the SSSP, I think. Um, but I will get his name later at, at some point, <laughs> but, uh, gosh, I just, I felt like it was, uh, very mysterious, a little creepy. The tension was good. The drama was good. um, Obviously, you know, there's a ten year gap in the roughly the middle of the episode, and then we flash forward to the present day where Shinjiro is uh dealing with his the fact that he has these powers that he doesn't know where they came from, and that's causing uh tension, I think, beyond the normal uh angst of a of a teenager, and I thought that was kind of fun. I was really surprised by the fact that his dad, that Hayata had not said anything to Shinjiro about the fact that they might be different. Um, like I don't know. I would think you'd be able to tell your 15, 16-year-old son. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Hey, um, you know this Ultraman guy? Uh, well, the truth about Ultraman, because I worked with this group that you know was closely associated, was that Ultraman was uh, somebody, and he was hosted in somebody. And uh, you know it's a secret that all of us kept, have kept because we wanted to keep the person safe, yada yada. I'm Ultraman. And look at this, boom, you know, crush a center block or whatever with your bare hand. And then, uh, and you are Ultraman too, son. Um, like I think you'd be able to have that conversation that it wouldn't be that big of a deal with a teenager. Um, and I'm almost interested to see, I don't, I really don't, I don't really want them to go back, but it would almost be interesting to see them go back and show Shinjiro, like, discovering the power. Nah, it might be boring, which is probably why they skipped it, um... So anyway, uh, though I do have other questions. Um, What happened to Hayata's wife, Shinjo's mother? Uh, Where is she? Because she seems to be absent. Um, It definitely felt like a home where there is more tension than just my, like, (laughs) I'm secretly, uh, you know, an alien-human hybrid, and so is my son, and I'm waiting to tell him, but I don't know when to. Um, You know, but other than that, everything is great in our lives, uh, except for, you know, he's a teenager and has angst, uh, it felt like, I don't know, maybe there's a hole in the home because, uh, you know, a crucial part of it is gone. And, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like I have an okay sense for who these characters are and they, I don't know, maybe they kind of fit into archetypes, um, and that's why I'm recognizing, you know, it's pattern recognition, um which the human mind is fabulous at, by the way. Uh, and I'm just seeing these things and kind of projecting onto them, you know, bigger stories or, or different aspects of, of the uh, narrative that could be there. Um, but it certainly feels like there's something there. And uh, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I, I think I already feel a bit of an attachment to these characters and uh, for who they are and what their stories and their struggles are. And I'll be interested to see how that's explored later on through the series. But um, other interesting things... I'm really excited about the fact that uh, apparently Hayata has been working with uh, the SSSP to develop uh, an armor for himself, an Ultraman armor, um, which, like, the whole concept of that is really interesting, uh, especially with this alien guy whose identity I do not know uh, stalking Shinjiro and telling him that his power doesn't belong on Earth or, like, to humanity, perhaps. Uh, Is he, like, going to try to harvest that power from him, rip it out of his body somehow? I mean, he definitely... Uh, when he slashed at him up on the uh, the Idol bill billboard, um, he looked like he was definitely going to attack him. Like, he was trying to hurt him. Um, I don't think he was just testing and probing. Uh, and even if he was, maybe he wanted to see how power, strong the power was before he went to the next step. And, uh, I mean, again, he was definitely going after him in the stadium. And then, you know, Hayata shows up. So... Uh, It'll be interesting to see exactly what that guy's motives are. I wonder if uh, Hayata and this uh, individual have had past interactions. Um, Because the show starts 10 years after the original Ultraman goings on and then it jumps 10 ahead again, so 20 years later. And uh, in that time... Yeah, in that time... uh, you know Hayate has been working apparently with the group, and they've developed the armor. And uh, you know they knew about this guy, um, who caused the uh, you know the plane to crash and then attacked Shinjiro. So I don't quite understand like what's been going on in the gap. Obviously they jumped ten years and they skipped over a bunch of stuff, but uh, I'm I'm really interested in, in that and intrigued into exactly what happened. I think I'll just talk about one last thing that I like because um, you know the intrigue is there. And I think it's a good hook, but I think something really uh, fun, a fun element of it, I I don't know how to quantitate it otherwise, uh, other than it being cool, is that it looks like it's going to be... And maybe they could have handled it even better to make it a harder punch. But it looks, you know, from Shinjiro's perspective, I, you know, I'm different, my dad wouldn't understand, I've got these powers and all this stuff's going on and... You know, I live in a world where there's Ultraman, so, like, you know, what does that potentially make me? You know, was he even thinking about that? And then he's being attacked by this thing that looks like Ultraman because he has uh, Ultraman-like powers or whatever. Uh, And then uh, he's like, hey, Dad, that thing looks like Ultraman. What's going on? And what are you doing here? And how did you stop him? And then, son, he's not Ultraman. I am. And uh, that's, like, what would that do to you if you thought you were special? Uh, particularly because you're – or partially because you're a teenager and partially because you have these powers and you think that you're so – and I'm 31, 32. I don't know. I'm somewhere above the 30s, which is bad. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I feel so old. Um, but, like, what would you do if you were teen and you thought you were so special and then someone stepped in – or and then, like, your dad stepped in and, uh, like, upstaged you or was more than you ever expected of them? Um I, gosh, I just that seems like such an interesting dynamic, and I hope that the fact that they're family and that they have a strange relationship, or that they have a strained relationship, uh, re- like really plays into the story. I want it to go beyond, uh, like, oh, dad, you saved me, and now I'm gonna be part of this thing to, uh, Like, dad, what is going on? Why didn't you tell me? I like I want there to be consequences and drama to that, uh, aside from the alien fighting, because you know, alien fighting only gets you so far. Um, but it's pretty cool so far in this episode. Um, so yeah, I really like, again, like I really like the tone. I Because uh, it's because Netflix, um, I'll be a millennial and say that, because Netflix, um, the next episode started before the credits got to finish, so I didn't get to hear like if the ending song was cool, it was, you know, sound dramatic, like generic, dramatic stuff. It's probably really well composed and put together, but I only heard four seconds of it and then it to the next episode and it picks up right where this episode left off, which um, I don't know if there's going to be an opening song. I kind of hope there is, but... We'll have to see, and, uh, going to the, like, uh, I don't know, I called it projection earlier, but that's not what I mean. I guess speculation. I hope that this show, um, because it's dubbed, because it's getting this, you know, English release on Netflix, um, because it is more subdued, I hope that it has the effect of opening more people up to anime and tokusatsu as a cool, serious thing, and that, um, this could be a great way, a great place for people to step into Tokusatsu who, if they're not familiar with it, because it feels like sci-fi. It feels a little bit maybe like X-Men, you could say. Um, there's this, you know, subdued otherworldliness, kind of like a like an X-Files or a, I don't know, like any other sci-fi thing. Um, and I think that groundedness, uh, and then how it's going to open up over time, is going to really make. Um, it's going to be a great transition point in um, in the uh, Ghostbusters documentary. No, um, commentary on the first one. I think uh, Ivan Reitman. Reitman. I can't remember the name. Anyway, talks about the fact that they wanted to. They did this domino effect thing like they had this theory that like we start the movie very grounded and very realistic and then we slowly go and use you know one little you know factual thing that's true and then stretch it a little bit and then do the next and the next and the next that it's going to transition people into how crazy and wacky you know the ectoplasm and the you know containment system and all this stuff is because um basically because movies are magic um my audio got interrupted somehow it got stopped from recording so i'm jumping back in here um, and I, anyway, I feel like this will be able to do that, and I think maybe if they don't have an OP, but if this is successful, um, like an anime or tokusatsu style OP, which if you look at them, if you haven't seen them before, which if you're listening to this or watching this, you probably have, um, but if you haven't, check it out, um, like, um, do Kamen Rider Ghost OP, or, uh, gosh, Ultraman Red, or, well, I actually, I haven't seen an Ultraman opening because i haven't watched any ultraman proper besides the 77 one and i don't remember if that had an, uh, an op but times have changed and the genre has changed and the media has changed since then so if it didn't then it probably does now um i mean Raider 72 has it so i think Ultram- ultraman's older it's like from 67 the original one hmm. anyway Whatever. I think this can broaden the appeal of Tokusatsu in anime. I got into Ultraman from watching Gridman because it was going to be 12 episodes long, most Ultramans longer, um, like, you know, 50 episodes or, I, well, actually, I don't know that for sure. I know Super Sentai and Commander are typically like 48 to 52 episodes. Um, and uh, Ultraman has always just been the other guy for me. But uh, I really, really liked Gridman, and uh, I like the vibe of this so, so far, and I was so excited as soon as I uh, I don't remember if it was as soon as I finished the first season of uh, Going Ultra um, that I realized that, um, or that I heard that this you know, you know Netflix uh, Ultraman series was going to happen or, or not. But I remember as soon as I found out, I thought, I'm definitely doing Going Ultra Season 2. By the way, Going Ultra Season 1 you can find at trialofheroes.wordpress.com. You can also find it at mjmunoz.com um, under the podcasts section. And uh, I think you have to search for it on um, trialofheroes.wordpress.com. Uh, and I don't think I made, yeah, it's all on one page on the, um, on the MJ which is my website. And, uh, yeah, and you can find it. I'm going to have this on, uh, my Recipher YouTube channel, which is, uh, probably where you're watching this, hopefully. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say for now. Um, I don't want to go past really half the runtime of the episode without, um, adding anything pertinent. So just kind of plug in myself. Um, again, mj That's my blog. That's where I mirror everything that I put on YouTube and audio places. And again, check the, uh, link for the audio archive and, or for the audio version of the podcast of the show, whatever, uh, as well as there'll be an RSS feed there for you, uh, to follow along. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, give me a like, share, subscribe. You can support me on coffee if you want to. Uh, I would appreciate that. And that'd be lovely. um, Because uh, not only am I talking about anime and tokusatsu and uh, comics, uh, it's something I do, Uh, I'm also an aspiring writer. I have some children's books in the work that I need to fund uh, illustrators for. And uh, yeah, so anyway, if you like me, you like what I do, help me out. Thanks.